This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments Podcast. It is December 12th, 2022. This is episode 130. And we have to say a very happy birthday to Mr. Bob Barker. Do you oh, enjoy happy birthday? Do you enjoy pricing games? Sure. <laughs> and if I ask you your favorite prices right game, are you going to give the typical answer? Uh yeah, supermarket sweep. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um seriously, do you have Yeah, to? I mean no, I I don't know. Um, are you what looking you for pl- are are you looking for Plinko? You were gonna say Plinko, weren't you? I mean, just because I think that's the one that I think of first. I don't think that's my favorite. I don't know. Okay. I feel like honestly, they're all so similar. They're just like <laughs> around. They're just like different constraints, but they're all pretty much the same. It's like what the um, you know, design is. But Guess really, the, the game, the game's the same. Yeah, I like the one with the jockey and the one with like the mountaineer guy and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. All right. But yeah. like, pretty much, it's all just guess the price, you know, <laughs> higher or lower. Well, speaking of guess, it, so there is a game that I absolutely love, and it's marred in, in history of people not understanding it. But they essentially they they show you a prize, and then they say, "All right." Write out this check for an amount of money that, when added to the value of the prize, equals between eight thousand and nine thousand dollars. Right? So, like, they show you a five thousand dollar prize. You're supposed to write the check for thirty five hundred or something. Nobody understands this game. They can never explain <laughs> it to these people. <laughs> and it that is sounds just so... really confusing. <laughs> Nobody's written a check in twenty years. <laughs> Show, show me one person. <laughs> also, uh, yeah. the check oh. has to be written out correctly. And yeah. it, oh. yes, the bank it, would need to accept it. There there are people you can tell that literally never have written it. They try to write the amount in the wrong spot, like in the memo yeah. line or something. <laughs> um, also, Frank Sinatra's birthday today. Hmm. Old Blue Eyes. Old Blue Eyes. And... So really weird thing. Do you remember, I mean, not, do you remember learning about, not that you actually are old enough to remember when Frank Sinatra Jr. was kidnapped? Mm -mm. Did you know that happened? (laughs) Uh, No, I don't think so. So Frank Sinatra Jr. was kidnapped. Frank Sinatra paid the $240,000 ransom and got him back on his birthday. This is also the anniversary of that. Nice. What a birthday present. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't make fun of that. A um, couple of big movies released. Uh, Saturday Night Fever in 1977. Hmm. Biggest selling soundtrack of all time. Great soundtrack. 
the three amigos equally great soundtrack speaking of trios <laughs> bgs bgs or amigos <laughs> yeah I'm the, it's, a, it's a coin flip and you know if if we had been recording tomorrow, so I think also one of these one of these days we we should uh, do our our favorite pop culture hot takes, because um, tomorrow uh, celebrating birthdays are Steve Buscemi and Morris Day, hmm. both both sixty four, born on the exact same day. My pop culture hot take is that they're the same person. You never see them in the same room together. They're the same age. That's all I got. <laughs> You're leaving me hanging here. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we are off to a smashing start. So happy to have everybody back once again. And we also have Ryan Barrett. What's happening, everybody? I'm Jake. Hope everybody is doing well. Ryan, I know you were under the weather there for a little bit, but you're sounding good. Hopefully, it, it, it's been a good past week aside from a, a bout of illness. Yeah, it's been great. Um, I am still, you know, chugging along on my Succession rewatch. Nice. I, fi- I finally saw Tar. What'd you think of Tar? Um, I loved it. It was, okay. um, you know, definitely um, is very entertaining. But it's very like deliberately paced and, um, you know, the very commanding performance from Kate Blanchett. But the the way it's shot, um, the way it's directed, it's like you're kind of just so f- focused in on that character from. I mean, she's pretty much in every scene of the movie, and it's like from beginning to end, you're just so like honed in on her. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to like break focus, you know. So it ends up being like, even though it's over two and a half hours long, I think it's pretty entertaining, um, you know. And there's a lot of scenes where it's just like, still, there'll be like a five minute scene where there's no camera movement or anything. It's just like almost like a play, you know, where it's just a still shot of two people having a conversation, but it's so electric. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely recommend. I think she's a shoe in for the Oscar. Okay. That's what was my next question. Is, and and I definitely, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be nominated for best picture too. Okay. And probably best director interesting well then yes get out and see tar you know the one that i heard recently is getting a lot of buzz for best picture and best actor that i'm like fucking blows my mind and now i'm gonna have to go watch and this is something i know my parents liked especially i know my dad like loved it is elvis no no and like (laughs) The town is good, dude. I think you, you, for some reason you always say my my parents like my parents kind of movie, but the town is really good. I don't know, but it's, okay. no, Elvis. People yeah. are saying now like that movie got really bad reviews. I think it had like a fifty on Metacritic or something. Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. That's Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. I think it's this year's um, Bohemian Rhapsody. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. No, and it's already uh. uh 
I think the the Golden the GGs just announced their nominations and it's Oh, did they? I didn't see that. Yes, yes, you'll have to look into that. So, no, I I, I and uh, interesting. So Austin Butler will be hosting Saturday Night Live on this upcoming episode. We just recently had Steve Martin and Martin Short hosting two of the three amigos. I mean, it all ties back together. Yeah. <laughs> and in the reboot Austin Butler is going to be the third amigo taking over for Chevy Chase, who's an asshole. I'd watch that movie. Yeah, me too. I mean, any iteration of the three amigos I would watch, regardless of who the amigos are, really. If it's loosely based on the original, I would watch it. That'll be a good question to put out to the pop chart is choose your three amigos for the three yeah. amigos reboot. Um, cool. Do you see anything else after Tar? Um, I don't think so. Um, and, and by Tar, you mean Avatar. Yeah, right? yes. Just <laughs> shortening it. I watched Tar in preparation for Tar 2, which is coming out next week. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Tar 2, the that's way a, of the world. That was a good one. <laughs> you know what every 30 40 episodes i get one in <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, well continued my catching up of uh films uh finally saw bros last night i know we talked about that a few weeks ago. yeah did you like it, it. yeah that was really good hilarious movie. movie um did you cry definitely i i don't remember yes <laughs> no i cried laughing because it was that funny <laughs> um also caught the new horror film smile oh yeah i I did yeah i thought that was really good i really enjoyed it it's tough it's tough to do um you know i i thought it was a great concept like it's tough to come up with a new horror movie uh, and do it well and um I, i really enjoyed it i mean granted the overall kind of story definitely has similarities to the ring it follows stuff like that but Mm -hmm. still was very unique and i I really enjoyed now the one weird thing uh though is um i know somebody that has that exact same smile as the first (laughs) Mm -hmm. victim that we see in the movie and and now i can't see them i can't look at them anymore (laughs) yeah and i'm not trying to be mean it just looks exactly the same um and then also uh, from back originally was released back in August, um, It Girl Aubrey Plaza in Emily the Criminal, streaming on oh. Netflix right now. Have you nice. heard of or seen? Mm, I think no I've idea? seen the the poster. But, so uh, what's funny yeah. is I actually checked it out. Um, I, I can't remember which. Um, which website it was, but it was here's 20 people we think could get nominated for uh, best actress. And uh, she was on the list for this movie. So checked uh, Netflix. It was available. Uh, really, really well done. Um, not, not super in inventive storyline, but uh, you know, <coughs> you can kind of gather from the title uh, what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. Her name's but, Emily. Uh, her name's Emily. She may or may not be a criminal (laughs) or just the criminal. She's the only (laughs) criminal. But yeah, I I give that one a hard recommend. Um, And also really nice. 
a nice tight hour and 31 minutes. Nice. Got to love in that. In and out. Yeah. Good story. In and out. Boom. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so, also, oh, sp- speaking of Aubrey Plaza and awards, well, did yes. you are you caught up? Did you watch the finale of White Lotus? I, I'm not, but I was going to ask you what you thought of it. Oh, I, I loved it. I mean, I thought, yeah, I'll just say I loved it. And um, are we still but, saying season two is better than season one? Yes. Okay. Um, but um, Aubrey Plaza, I think, is going to at least be nominated for an Emmy for Best Actress. I think yep. she will probably win. She was a okay. revelation. I think she's so good. So, yes. Oh, Aubrey real Plaza. quick, back, back to nominations and Golden Globes. One that I do remember, um, our good friend Adam Scott, was nominated for Best Actor in a Television Drama for Severance. Unfortunately, he looks to be probably the number two, um, just because of the the timing of the way uh, uh, the Golden Globes picks their nominations. Um, Really, the only big name other than him is uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, which will most definitely take that. But if not... I think Adam Scott was at the top of that list. So I think he has a shot. Golden Globes are kind of up in the air sometimes. They're, yeah, they're not yeah, predictable. Sure. Oh, and he's, uh, again, I, I cannot wait to see him win more awards. It will be fun. But uh, speaking of awards, one of our most awarded directors uh, tournament is coming to a close soon. Um, so right now, today, while we're recording, we have Jaws versus Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is leading overall, but strangely enough, tied on Twitter and losing on Instagram. It's just kind of all over the board. But I think you you had said earlier that you easily vote Jurassic Park over Jaws, huh? No, 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 no. No, no. Okay. No, I, I, I like Jaws more than Jurassic Park. Oh, you're the other I, one. I just, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just a more solid movie. I think it's more kind of contained and beginning to end. I don't know. I I prefer Jaws. Sure. I think Jurassic Park is great. But, yeah. uh, you know, I think Jaws just does more with less. Well, and so, and it's still close enough for anybody to win, but just Jurassic Park leading right now. But it could end up being all 93 in our finale, um, because on the other side we have uh, Schindler's List up against E.T., which, again, I think could go either way. Schindler's List... Uh, beat Saving Private Ryan by two votes, so very, very close there. Wow. Um, e- E.T.'s been mostly cruising, but really hasn't uh, uh, had a close matchup, so no reason to get a lot of votes. Um, what do you think here? What do you think happens? I think Schindler's List probably rolls. Okay. Um, okay. But it's tough. E- E.T.'s very beloved. It's got a lot of the um, nostalgia factor. Sure. That uh, Schindler's List doesn't really bank on. <laughs> Is it okay for us to laugh at that joke? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think people love E.T., but yeah. I think, you know, obviously there's just a very high regard for Schindler's List for so many reasons. Yeah. Um, E.T. should make a comeback. Yeah. I'd check it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it could be interesting. He, it could he be... should be one of the three amigos. <laughs> Space amigos. That yeah. could be the sequel. <laughs> yeah. So it's Martin e- Short, E.T. E. Alpha and Martin Short. 
he always needs work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, it's just, it amazes me still. I know we talked about it on an earlier episode, but the fact that both Jurassic Park and Schindler's List came out in 1993, and the fact that, that Steven Spielberg, so he, I looked it up, he is the highest earning director of all time granted he it took a lot more movies for spielberg he's got like 37 i believe film directing credits but 10 billion dollars and that's not adjusting for inflation wow insane so and again a lot of that came from jurassic park and schindler's list two of the biggest movies of 93 uh if it comes down to that which way do you feel i don't know that's tough. Okay. I I think Jurassic Park I, wins this thing on the nostalgia. I, I do too. I think I'd probably lean Schindler's List. Okay. I just think it's a better made movie. Oh, but yes. I, I don't know. It's it's really tough. They're, they're both great movies. Yeah. Um, if it comes down to it, I probably just wouldn't vote. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's why things are going to hell in this country, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that means uh, we have a new tournament coming up, and we're going to do another quick mini here. It's always fun when we find something that has just that nice uh, right amount of entries. Uh, we're going to be talking Saturday Night Live movies, films nice. based on Saturday Night Live sketches. Um, there's been a total of 11 released. We're skipping the, the sequels and, and one mo other movie that we just won't mention. So a nice solid eight we have here. Um, and this, is, this might feel a little bit more like an E-True Hollywood story uh, after getting my research done for, for these uh, all of these. Some successful, some not so successful. But uh, our first matchup. We will have the Blues Brothers from 1980 uh, up against Stuart Saves His Family from 1995. So uh, our, our two sketch names right there, uh, Stuart Smalley and the Blues Brothers. Um, have you seen both of these movies? Because I've seen every movie in this tournament. Yeah. Um, I think... Um... It's kind of a tough call because Blues Brothers is like, you know, a movie that people have heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Stuart Saves His Family is a comedy. So in that regard, it's like Blues Brothers is like a musical with a couple funny parts in it. Okay. And Stuart Saves His Family is like a funny movie. That's probably so, you know, it kind of depends what you're what you're going by. I, I honestly like, you know, I, I don't know. I think I'd probably vote Blues Brothers, but mm -hmm. it's going to roll. There's no contest. Um, so, so some some fun facts about these movies and feel free to uh, interject at any point. But so the Blues Brothers, there was a huge bidding war. Um, for the rights to this movie. There wasn't even a script, um, but it was because um, at, at a certain point in 1978, John Belushi had triple number ones. He was in the number one movie in the country. He was on the number one show in the country. And the Blues Brothers album was the number one album in the country at the same wow. time. I mean, that is just, 
remarkable. Uh, and anyway, so big and the show here. the show was according to Jim, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was according to John. His brother yeah. just stole that from him too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, it was just fun reading the, the Wikipedia article. Uh, so Universal got the rights and literally, this is a verbatim, lost control of production. <laughs> I mean, you, you're the production company. Just shut it down somehow. Uh, I don't know, because everything was so crazy. But some big names. You got James Brown, Cab Calloway, Aretha Franklin, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Ray Charles. Um, yeah. Uh, they, there was a lot of pressure uh, from Universal to get like more current acts in, in the film, and that was uh, Dan Aykroyd that said, "No, we're gonna." I mean, now obviously we remember all of those people as amazing artists, but at the time it was kind of a downturn in everybody's career. So, um, finished as the tenth best movie of 1980. That's huge. Um, Stewart saves his family. Vincent D'Onofrio. I forgot Vincent D'Onofrio was in that. Um, Siskel and Ebert both gave it thumbs up. So it got two thumbs up from Siskel and Ebert. Couldn't have been that bad, huh? No. Uh, I remember it getting like... I remember it being well-reviewed. I remember my parents really liked it when it came out. But it failed It failed to make uh, even a million dollars at the box office. Yeah. That's that's bad in 1995. Sent uh, sent uh, Al Franken into a deep deep depression, but uh, I still love the movie. So, like you said, I think Blues Brothers rolls here. Um, but after that, I you know initially, you know we put it at the top seed. I I think though it's just going to depend on how many people remember it because now we're looking at that that movie's 42 years old and we've seen how some of the older movies perform in these tournaments. So. Winner there will take on the winner of MacGruber from 2010 up against Coneheads from 1993. Coneheads, now, this was like a who's who of everybody in 1993. Um, you had David Spade, Chris Farley, Sinbad, Phil Hartman, Adam Sandler, Ellen DeGeneres, Drew Carey, Kevin Nealon, Joey Lauren Adams. I mean, the, the only person they didn't have from 1993 was the T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love MacGruber. We got, because he had so many fun wrestlers in that opening sequence in MacGruber. You had Chris Jericho, Big Show, Kane. Can't believe they got Kane. Um, directed by Jorma Tacone of The Lonely Island. What do you think in this match? Um, you know, I remember liking Coneheads a lot. Um I didn't really think I was going to love it a lot because I wasn't a huge fan of that sketch. Um, and you were 12. Yeah. No, but like gr <laughs> growing up, I didn't, I didn't really think Coneheads was like hilarious. Yeah. Um, but um, MacGruber, I think is fucking amazing. I definitely yeah. think MacGruber is way better than Coneheads. I think so too. I'll be voting MacGruber. Funny. So I, Coneheads, uh, you know, researching that definitely brought me back to a time when, like, just every movie had a soundtrack. That that was just a way to get new music out for bands at the time. Mm. Um, it had a couple of big ones. Uh, REM was on the soundtrack. Um, that uh, Chili Peppers song, Soul to Squeeze. Soul, Soul to Squeeze, yep. That was debuted a debuted on that, that soundtrack. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, I don't know. I think, I think it'll be close, but I will definitely be voting MacGruber. Uh, 
so over on the other side and this this is the film that started my absolute love and obsession with saturday night live uh we have wayne's world from 1992 the best going up against the ladies man from 2000 Oh wait, uh, was Tim- L- Ladies Man was the one that started your obsession? Yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Leon Phelps, the lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, but that had you know Tiffany Thiessen, uh, Will Will Ferrell, Julianne Moore was in the Ladies Man. I remember that. Yeah, I actually don't know if I have ever seen that, but I remember her being in that because I was obsessed with Julianne Moore. <laughs> okay, I got a crazy one for you, and I tried and tried to verify this, but. Under the trivia section on IMDb, supposedly, before he died, this was Jack Lemmon's favorite movie. No shit. <laughs> that, that is fucking wild. I, I feel like I that's not true. <laughs> I, see, again, pop culture hot takes. I think we should just start making things up and putting them on IMDb. <laughs> I feel like that's uh, but, the kind of thing that like somebody would go in and edit and just note people would be like, huh, that's crazy. And no, nobody would think <laughs> no was bullshit and they wouldn't change it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I can also believe it, though. <laughs> um, Wayne's World. Tia Carrere, uh, she sang uh, all of her parts. Like, she, it wasn't a voice double. She did all the singing uh, for uh, her character's part. Rob Lowe, um, probably my, my favorite, favorite cameo from Ed O'Neill. <laughs> yeah how come how come if you murder a man in the heat of passion how come if you kill a man in the heat of passion it's called murder but if you kill him in the heat of war it's you're called a hero <laughs> I, i'm fucking that up but i, yeah, I yeah. absolutely <laughs> um it was the eighth best film of 92 made 121 million dollars wayne's world um and as far as i can figure out that is where uh, the phrase, that's what she said, originated. Oh, interesting. It's not Michael Scott, kids. Yeah. It goes farther back. goes back another 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, thoughts here? You think it's Wayne's World in a landslide? Yes. Okay. Wayne's um, World's going to win this whole thing? I do, though, like, yes. I, I think most likely Wayne's World is going to win this whole thing. Okay. There are, I feel like it's time... I think Wayne's World isms are going to start coming back if they haven't already started coming back. But I feel like Schwing needs to really come back um, (laughs) regardless of gender. I just think people need to start saying Schwing more. Um, Yeah. Especially that. That that was honestly the first thing I thought of was Schwing. Monkeys might fly out of my butt. Yeah. (laughs) I got you a gun rack. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so Wayne's World probably will say definitely will be taking on uh, the winner of. Now, for me, this is the toughest decision on my part. Um, our final matchup in the first round here, we have A Night at the Roxbury from 1998 uh, going up against Superstar from 1999. So released one year apart. A lot of these people were all. Uh, on SNL at the same time. Pretty much these were cast movies almost. Um, but uh, A Night at the Roxbury, you got Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan, that song from Hadaway and his leather vest. We love it. 
Um, Richard Grieco making an awesome cameo. Are we going to go meet up with Johnny Depp? <laughs> uh, but here's... Oh, and Jennifer Coolidge. Oh. It, it would, and weird, so she's supposed to play... Uh, in this movie, she's a hottie police officer. And then one year later, uh, American Pie comes out, and she's supposed to be the, the MILF in American Pie. <laughs> Weird, uh, weird jump there, but so this is where I was saying this is going to kind of sound like a, a, a e true Hollywood story. So, this movie ended uh, Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan's friendship. Uh, after the, the movie finished uh, production, uh, Will Ferrell did not talk to Kattan uh, until the next season of SNL because Kattan was dating. Uh, the producer of the movie, uh, Amy Heckerling, and you would recognize her uh, as a director, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Clueless, Look Who's Talking. Um, but then in 2010, Catan, in his memoir, claimed that Lorne Michaels pressured him to sleep with Heck Heckerling to get her to direct the movie. Wild. Wild. We need an e-true Hollywood story about a night at the Roxbury. Yeah. Um, but on the other side, superstar from 99, you got uh, uh, Molly Shannon in her Mary Catherine Gallagher role. Um, apparently, Brian Faustino tried out for the part that Will Ferrell played as the popular boy at the high school. Um, Tom Green in an early Tom Green role doing his Tom Green thing. Um yeah, what do you think? What do you think between... So, I, again, I love all these silly SNL movies, and these are two of my favorite. Very so quotable. I I remember seeing Night at the Roxbury and being like, wow, that was way funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I probably saw it twice. I don't really remember seeing Superstar. Okay. So I can't say much about that. Um. So, yeah, unfortunately, this isn't as thrilling of a matchup to me. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, what would you think of these sketches on SNL? Um, they were great. This was a really fun time for for SNL, for sure. I d yeah, I, I know the late 90s is often panned, but I, again, that was when we were in high school. You know, that's that's when people yep. love SNLs when they're in high school. Um Going back, you know, you said you weren't a big fan of the Conehead sketch. Uh, what did you think of MacGruber, though? I, I mean, one of the best sketches, recurring sketches of all time. Wouldn't you uh, say? Which one? I'm sorry. MacGruber. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's funny because, like, I think the MacGruber sketch is funny uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, you know. Or okay. I, I, I wouldn't say on a scale of 1 to 10. Putting it up against the rest of these sketches... I would put it probably towards the bottom. Putting it <laughs> up right. against these other movies, I would put it maybe at like number two. Right Because on. I okay. think it, it's the one, a lot of these movies did that where they broke the formula of the sketch. Um, yeah. Because you kind of have to. You can't make a hour and a half version of a, you know, two minute <laughs> idea. Um, but that like really flipped it on its head, you know? And yeah. I think um, the sketch before, before the movie, what the sketch was, was funny. Um, it was good. It wasn't like one of my all time favorites. 
Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. So uh, then I'm guessing as both movie and sketch, Wayne's World is number one on both of those lists? Definitely on movie. Um, okay. You know, Stuart Smalley is probably up there for sketch, honestly. I mean, some of those, the, the Michael Jordan one. So good. <laughs> yeah. Just just classic. Oh, I forgot to mention, though, Wayne's World, that was uh, Chris Farley's first uh, film credit. Oh, yeah, nice. Love his cameo in that. Yeah. So, I don't know. This is this is, this is going to be fun. I love talking SNL. I love that we could squeeze this one in before the end of the year. Uh, speaking of, next week we will have some of our end of the year favorites to talk about and um, maybe make some crazy claims about 2023. Who knows? Uh, do you have anything else this week? Um, I... Don't think so. Oh, the last thing I'll mention: I I finally finished the show Bar Masters. Have you watched okay. that by any chance? I have not. Oh, it's great. It's like you know, Master or not Master Chef. Um, you know, Top Chef. It's like a something yeah, like it's that. Like it's like a competition show. show, but like with cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Netflix. Really, really good. As somebody who's in the the scene of cocktails, yeah, it's like very impressive and really well done. Um, but gets better as it goes on, as it gets pared down to like the cream of the crop and the finale especially was like really breathtaking. Um, so yeah, highly recommend it. 10 episodes goes by. Yeah. I'll be checking that out. I love my, my, uh, good competition show. Awesome. Well, um, for everyone out there in the pop tournaments universe, please keep on voting and keep on popping pop pop. Big strong bear in my tummy. <laughs> <laughs>